Hey, listeners, do you fucking love music? Because we do. And if you fucking love music, please consider joining us on Patreon at patreon.com slash on the record music, where for just $5 a month, you can have access to our private podcast where we go in depth on albums, do extended album reviews, do impromptu shows, do live shows, legacy albums, lots of great content on the Patreon, on the private podcast, because we want to share our love of music with the entire world. Look, it's really fucking easy these days to put out a video on YouTube and say, here's why this band sucks, or here are the worst songs out today, or or this song or this album is just crap. It's all clickbait. And that's not who we are. We love music. and We love sharing music. We love talking about music. We are musicians. We are music listeners. We go to concerts. We go to festivals. And that's what we want to spread to the world. And you can help us do that. If you believe these same things that I'm talking about right now, please consider joining us on Patreon. We know you have a choice with what to do with your money. And we hope for just $5 a month, you consider supporting us so we can continue to spread this message and continue our mission of just fucking rocking. So if you would, please go to patreon.com slash on the record music and join us. Now let's get fucking rocking. On the Record Music is a music podcast for those who just fucking love music. In today's episode, the J-Man and I are sitting down with Chicago-based punk duo, Sweetie. We're going to talk all things music with Sweetie, including their newest album that they released in August called Bad Thing, Sweet Thing, as well as what kind of music they're into now, and we just shoot the shit. This was a really fun interview for us. We really enjoyed it. I hope they enjoyed it. At least sounded like they enjoyed it so hopefully everyone had a good time involved and hopefully you do too listening to this check out sweetie they're a really cool group of people well it's only two of them so two's a group i guess really cool group of people listen to all of their music it's everywhere itunes spotify amazon you can also purchase their album on Bandcamp. you can go to the frisky morris and friends you can pre-order the physical CD on that Bandcamp page there. Otherwise, just stream it wherever. Search Bad Thing, Sweet Thing for the most recent album or just look up Sweetie anywhere else that isn't Spotify. It's not SEO'd properly for Spotify yet, but the more you listen to that album, the higher it'll become. So this is a fun one. Stick around. We really enjoyed this conversation. If you enjoyed this conversation too, please leave us a review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. That would be a great Christmas gift that you could give to Jesse and I. And then, of course, we're on social media, Facebook and Instagram, at On The Record Music. Enough of me now. Let's drop that needle and let's rock and roll. And first, let's listen to a little sweetie. This one's called Danny Boy. So speaking of, of mad shit, I guess as a as a two piece band, how does that how does that work for you guys getting along? <laughs> um, it, it's easy. I feel like I don't know. It's it, I feel like it's a lot more personal. Like I don't know. There's not, you know. Oh, I heard the you know whatever Brad the bassist and and you know people like forming clicks within the band and there's like a weird power dynamic i don't know sure it's just you know me and Allie have to sort it out and if we don't there's only two people and it's all downhill <laughs> yep <laughs> yeah i think it i think it makes it easier to work together and schedule practices and like he said no weird like side clicks or power dynamics which maybe should be like our next thing that we're working on is forming side clicks and power dynamics Ooh, in, yeah. within our two piece <laughs> 
with within the two piece band. Yeah. Well, yeah. you guys, you guys have already kept out the bass players, and the bass players are the biggest trouble in the first place. So keep those bass players. Out. Oh, I know. Oh, I know. Fuck that. We were thinking about making like a t shirt that says "No, uh, you can't be our bassist" or something, because we've got a couple of <laughs> I would wear that shirt. I would wear that shirt. <laughs> That's right. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, and you know, it's like one of those things where the bass players, you know, they, they'll they be like, oh, I, I see you guys. You guys need me. No, fuck you. Yeah, right, right. You guys just seem yeah. to be missing a low end. Um, yeah, I'm super. Oh, yeah. Right. What do you do for your low end? You need a low end. It's like we have a low end. It's my bass amp and a pedal. Leave me alone. But Done. Um, I do get super flattered when they ask to, like, play bass for us. But it's also like, no, no. <laughs> How often do you get other people, like, asking you guys to add um, more to your to your sound, you know? I think we've had five offers. Wow. Okay. It's just flattering. It, it is. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. Um, but it's so much easier. Like as a two piece, there's, there's so much less, like, honestly, I can't imagine having seven people in your band, like, or even like five, four or five, mm-hmm. like two. It even seems one more. To. Three is, yeah. I don't. <laughs> Three is a crowd. <laughs> yep. Was it a <laughs> conscious decision from the start to be a two piece or did you just end up with it? I think that was more on Joe's end. Uh, he kind of had a vision and hit me up about it and was like, we should, am I right? I kind of make up memories though. So I need to double check with Joe. <laughs> Don't we all? <laughs> like um, I thought the heart sunglasses was my idea and apparently it wasn't. So. <laughs> I don't know. I, I just think it became a thing. Like, I guess when we first talked about uh, being a band at a show, I was like, let's do this. We'll run you through, like, we'll like split your sound into guitar bass. Um, I guess I didn't really imagine like no bass player and I wasn't really opposed to it at first, but it mm-hmm. just kind of became like, it was easy to do it with two people and it, yeah. it worked. I thought it sounded pretty good, mm-hmm. you know? Oh, I think it was like, I remember in the beginning stages, it was like, does this need a bassist? And like thinking about like, maybe, but mm-hmm. then just saying like, it was like, oh, we can make the sound work. The dynamic is a lot of fun and it's so easy to schedule practices and him and I are both like super busy. So only having right. to like collaborate with one other person, it's like, all right, we got this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. One other schedule is always just best because there are just too many schedules in a band where mm-hmm. you, you just really can never really get it together. Especially like in my experiences, I've usually played with people that are fathers already or, you know, parents. Oh God, and it's just yeah. kind of like, it's like, ooh, it's just mm-hmm. a hard dynamic to get schedules synced mm-hmm. up. I uh, play in another band. It's a three piece and uh, too many. I think we, we, we practice. Yeah. Like <laughs> once a month, if we're lucky, just because of scheduling conflicts. Right. So. With, with your two bands, you have the size of a lot of one bands. It reflects in your sound though. It's really cool because listening to your albums, it, you can't tell it doesn't feel lacking when I when yeah. I listen to it, which it's a very full sound, which is really cool. Um, do you think like what influences do you guys bring into this band? Um, I think uh, definitely the distillers, um, just more like vocally and melodically. But I think uh, once we started playing in a two piece, I started kind of studying other two pieces. Um, sure. So like. Uh, the White Stripes, obviously, the Black Keys, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Local H from Chicago. Yep. Um, yep. There's a French Canadian band called Punctuation. They're super cool. So kind of like taking mental notes and seeing like what, oh, and like we know a local band too called Heat Death. So just kind of seeing what they're doing sound wise mm-hmm. and sort of studying mm-hmm. that. But I think just a lot of like classic punk, um, rock and roll. So like... Mm-hmm like older rock and roll, like little Richard and shit like that. Ramones, just like a lot of staple punk for me on my end. Mm -hmm. Joe's influences, I think are a little bit more eclectic than mine, but no, um, no, I think, I think like, I think we both came from like similar, like crowds, you know, like the same sort of scenes. That's probably where I can, you know, give most of my like influence from was from like going to small shows and like people's basements and like the local, Mm -hmm. like, hole in the wall where people's you know diy spots and stuff and i think me and ali sound like i tend to play real busy and loud and ali is very you know 
full and, and with her voice and her guitar. And I just think it fit well enough. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to overcomplicate it. So out of, uh, so Joe, when we were kind of, uh, waiting for you to kind of jump on the call, <laughs> what else? Happened? Allie mentioned, <laughs> Allie mentioned that you were kind of like a powerful musician, uh, the more powerful musician be- between the two of you. What's like, uh, what's like your background with just getting on the drums? Because for someone like me, I've been a guitarist my whole life. Mm-hmm. Um, jumping on the drums is a definitely a different like feat. So were you always behind, uh, the kit or were you more, uh, like multi-instrumentalist? Uh, I started off in the drums. I, I do want to say like, as a, like, I feel like maybe I have more musical experience than Allie, but like Allie is like, I can't do what Allie does. Like, <laughs> what Allie's do I do? Like, I can't be a drum person. I would freeze. Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, Hey, her sweetie. Um, oh. <laughs> no, it's bad. But, Charisma. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Um, but no, I've been, I started off on guitar um when i was like in middle school um and just learned how to play like acdc songs and blink when fucking shreds but then in high school um i was on the drum line so i learned how to like hold sticks and we played kit every now and then but then once i got into college in dekalb illinois there's no drummers there's like four If that would be too much, I think maybe three. Yeah, four is mm-hmm. really high, sure. though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I just kind of adopted it. I initially started playing on uh, a drum machine before we actually got a kit, but I hopped on that and started playing, and then started playing with more people. Um, and that's how that got happens. a drum thrown later. <laughs> yeah, I used to play sit on milk crates. <laughs> um, instead of a drum throne. Nice. Which, if you forget a drum throne, two milk crates. Pretty good. Or somebody's um, lap. Noted. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Um, but yeah, I've been investing a lot more time into drums. Like um, guitar, I, I still love playing guitar and I do play a lot, but um, drums is a whole different beast. It's so much fun. Yeah. What have you uh, discovered about yourself as a musician behind the kits, do you think? Um, rhythm, like how to fill in gaps more, you know, or, or, or being something I'm working on now is how to not be so in the front and be like more of accentuate the rest of the band. Like you're the mm-hmm. backbone mm-hmm. as like the drummer and how to let everybody else's parts or Ellie's parts shine, you know, and just not always big rock and roll, like big cock, you know, like, but just like keeping it back sometimes or shredding some other times, you know. And it pains yeah. me every time he says that because I'm like, no, I love that like full, like big, like yeah, go. Everybody I'm like, wants fucking that, slam on the gas, let's keep yeah. it going. And he's like, no, I gotta yeah. pull it back. I'm like, no, you don't. There's two of us. I'm it's fine. Exhausting. I'll just turn up. Oh, oh, that's too. something yeah. I've learned okay. as a drummer too. Like, <laughs> for my like body's sake, I can't play <laughs> fucking like a hundred percent all the time as much as right. I used to, maybe. I know. Yeah, sure. we'll, we'll like crank out a couple of bangers at practice and I'm like, why are you so tired? Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> need more cardio. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He doesn't need any cardio with like the fucking amount of drumming he does at practice. He's all over the place. <laughs> we should do like a, a, a hit routine, you know, some cycles uh, before practice. Get right. some pushups. Oh, right. Jacks. Yeah. Oh yeah. You we could do that. Incorporate that into your drumming practice and bouncing <laughs> back and forth. It could be but, one of the yeah. stations. We'll mix yeah, on the, like, the vocal warm-ups at the same time, Ooh, so it'll be like yeah, doing yeah. squats while we're going like... <laughs> but like in a public... It has to be in a public place, too. Cause Absolutely. I think this is a business idea right now. It's There's some gym art. waiting to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is this the way that you learn that you keep your French learning from high school in your later years as well? Is this a really good exercise for that? What? Doing vocal warm-ups while I do squats? Doing vocal warm-ups? Yeah. Is that, is that kind of the key behind learning French throughout your life? Making noises with your mouth? Yes. <laughs> you, spend, you spend five minutes every morning like, like making like, French throat sounds. Yeah. No, actually, none of the, none of the vocal warm-up sounds are like any noises I really use in French. Because when you speak French, your mouth is like kind of really small. And you don't, that's like the opposite of what you want to do when you're singing. Cause you want your mouth to be like big <laughs> and you don't want to like, like do that in the back of the throat. Cause mm-hmm. it's bad for it. Um, 
smoking's bad too. And French people love that. So it's just it's <laughs> yeah. kind of like the op. It's like French has taught me like what not to do <laughs> as a singer. But um, at a real answer to that question, I've, uh, I keeping up my French, I travel with people or I travel and uh, try to be as immersed as I can. Um, I've taught overseas in French speaking countries um, in like North Africa and South America. And so just having that like, oh, and I played on a French rugby team for a bit. So just like all of those immersion experiences kept that language up. So that's, that's my real do you answer. Write, do you write any music in French? Um, we've done, we did a cover set once before him and I were a band, but we were jamming together um, where all the songs okay. were like French, like rock music. Um, I haven't sure. written anything in, in French. I've written uh, La Mome on our album is about a French singer named Edith Piaf. So I'm like creeping towards it. But okay. I think that should probably be like my next challenge because I could literally Absolutely. say whatever I wanted and right. <laughs> it wouldn't make a fucking difference. <laughs> Except for like my two friends that speak French that show up to yeah. shows and they'd be like, oh, <laughs> what the fuck did you just and, say? <laughs> right. And then when you blow up in France, then you got to watch what you say, too, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. We already have an open invite to go play on a donkey farm. Um, I can either elaborate on that or I could just like <laughs> I, leave it where please. it is. I think you no, just I, open yeah. the door. I mean, you yep. open the... You open the door. <laughs> okay. Let's go, let's go before, on. <laughs> before, I've had, we've had other interviews where they're just like, just leave it there. I was like, all right. So uh, I when in my travels. I did uh, some farm work and one of the farms I went to um, was a donkey farm and I'm still in contact with the farmers and they're really sweet. Um, they actually, I think they're going to be ordering shirts soon. So that's a big shipping thing on their cost, but <laughs> it was like, it's like my favorite place to go to in the world. Um, and yeah, they have donkeys and it's super chill and, they're French as fuck, and, and they have they have uh, they have tours on their farm, and they have like t- things with the town, and sometimes they'll have bands come. So I'm like, well, you have to let our band play. So of course, yeah, they've got a bed and breakfast and stuff that I had to like work at and clean and stuff because you know that's what I signed up for. But right. we should go and be like, oh well, we have to stay in the nice rooms. Because you know we're performing, we're artists, so right. You need <laughs> I will rest. not take up shit. The best. Right. <laughs> they actually, um, they when I was working on the farm, they're like, okay, a news crew is coming in. You need to go up to the bed and breakfast and pretend that you're staying here and that you're like the American coming through. <laughs> and literally, I've got like shit on my shoes and like hay, and I'm like, and they're like, here, take this book go sit up there. The news is going to come interview you. And I'm like, all right. And so like, they're asking me about like, Oh, what are you doing here? I'm like, no, I'm just backpacking through the, through France. I'm from the U S mm. blah, blah, blah. And like one of my friends in France messaged me like two days later. She's like, I just saw you on the fucking news. Like, <laughs> 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 but it was like all a lie. I'm like, no, I'm not, you know, I wasn't staying there. I was actually working there like hard labor. So <laughs> I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> Yeah. That's one way to network. Yep. <laughs> um, this is before the band, of course. So I would, you know, I would have mentioned it on the news, of course. But <laughs> right. Any, I think I remember being. Plug. I think I remember being shy my first time being on the news. <laughs> <laughs> so, Allie, when did you start playing music or get into music? Um, I started. Well, I started playing flute when I was in fifth grade and okay, that, yep. I did that all through middle school. Um, at the end of middle school, I picked up guitar because uh, after I went to like a cast party um, after a school play where I had done makeup and uh, I remember standing in the corner with all the other cool kids playing air guitar for two hours. And after, <laughs> after that <laughs> happened, I was like, this is the fucking coolest thing I've ever done. I'm going to buy a guitar. So um, I started playing guitar after that. And, um, I was really on and off playing, um, for a long, long time. And I would always just kind of like sing on my own and I didn't really know if I was good or not. But mm-hmm. when I got to DeKalb, uh, that music scene that Joe mentioned, uh, they do like the covers. robust scene. Yeah. The, yeah. The very <laughs> robust scene. Uh, they do a scrambler every once in a while where like all the local musicians will make bands and they'll do a cover set. And so I, mm-hmm. uh, had a group come together and just getting like, and that was the first time I was singing and playing at the same time too. And Joe actually played drums for that, which was like kind of like the mini birth of sweetie way, way, way back in the day. <laughs> um, 
But just getting feedback from that, people like, oh, my God, I love your vocals and blah, blah, blah. And just getting kind of having that little confidence boost was like enough for me to be like, okay, I need to do this forever and ever. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah, just started kind of forming bands and none of them really worked out. But um, the DeKalb scene really helped me like start that cycle of being in the music scene and writing music and working with musicians and kind of finding my finding my stride. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It was definitely a great spot uh, to like, I think, get started doing music too, because it was so yeah. small. Mm-hmm. Like, really, uh, like any given show, like everybody would show up. It wasn't like, oh, this mm. band's playing. Like, I'd rather go do this because there was no other this. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> you know, oh, you can go to a frat just, party. <laughs> yeah, so it was like, it was a great spot to for for me to like learn how to play music and and do it in like a scene, you know, in front of people. We should make a bingo card um, of like every musician in DeKalb and you get to like punch it every time it's like someone you've played with or jammed with. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. I think ours would be like fucking full. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You'd play the blackout version. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so as guitar players for the both of you, what was the first song? Do you remember the first song that you learned on guitar? Louie Louie. Really? Oh, that's cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, nice. I le- yeah, I learned it um, when I went to the, there's, it's called the Experience Music Project in Seattle, and they have like little okay. setups where you can like go like learn a song. And so that was the first time like I learned to play anything at all on guitar. Yeah. Mine, what about you, Joe? What was your first song? Mine was probably Smoke on the Water, you know, like the one string <laughs> uh, version. Yeah. <laughs> yep, yep, the one st- yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think it's a rite of passage. Yeah, absolutely. Or Hell's Bells by ACDC. Oh. Yeah. Bells. Yeah. That's a hard <laughs> one, I feel like. That yeah, that seems yeah. a little more advanced for a a first song. It's not that I I don't know. I had a See, friend. See, this is who, what like, I mean. Joe's so good. I, I have this thing where like if I want to, he's just bragging now. <laughs> if I like want to learn how to do something, I'll get like feverishly like into it, and like I think that's helped me as like a mm-hmm. musician, like just hours and hours, like just practicing the same thing until I get it done. Helpful. That makes sense. Now, yeah. I, okay, yeah. that makes sense about you now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you're learning about each other now. I'm, yeah. I'm glad we could bring yeah. that to make this happen today. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> There's going to be a Louie Louie and Smoke on the Water mashup at Ooh, the next show. You know? That'd be cool. That would be pretty rad. Yeah. <laughs> be something. Yeah. Yeah. My shining light for like guitar. I, I learned Johnny Be Good over COVID quarantine. And nice. if Joe ever hears it like one more time, I think his head's going to fall off because I play it like. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to start screaming, I think, if I, if, if I hear it out in like public. <laughs> like gonna he's going to yeah, he's gonna be out, out in public and like <laughs> Louis Louis comes on and people are going to be like, is that blood? <laughs> he's going to be like, oh. <laughs> this man needs help. <laughs> oh, my God. So is that just a hate for Johnny's or you just said that Chuck Berry, uh you know, wrote that song. What was, what was the hatred behind Johnny B. Good? I ruined it. (laughs) Just just by playing it. You have no idea how often you do play it a lot, but it's like, it's good. You like nail it. It sounds so great, but it's just like one of those songs. No, no, no. Like you hear on the radio, like (laughs) 200 times, you know, and it's like, I can't. You're being so nice about this. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's irrational. I beat it to death and we both know that, but that's, that's okay. <laughs> if you want to like feed, feed this illusion to me that like, no, it wasn't you. It was the world. <laughs> then I'm totally, I'm, I'm eating it up. So that's fine. That's great. That's great. <laughs> so is this song in the live set? No, uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> we like, we'll jam it out. Like we'll, we'll play it uh-huh. and practice like a bit, but not the whole thing. I wouldn't mind. Maybe we'll play like 20 seconds of it. That should be like our, our like when everything, like our first show back when everything opens up, fucking like slam out with that one. Everyone's like, ah, oh, yeah. that'd be good. Yeah, and then I totally fuck fun. it up or I'm like, cause it'll be our first show back <laughs> and I'll be too drunk to play and just like, <laughs> cause we know that's how it's actually going to happen, which we is fine. Also, we'll throw right. Freebird in there too. Cause I've really honestly always wanted to like, when the hecklers start shouting Freebird, actually play of the course. entire song. Do it. 
Yeah. yeah. Nobody, like, nobody ever does that. Right. <laughs> In fact, we're going to do an extended version. Yeah. yeah. We're going to we just draw out that it. middle part. Yeah. yeah. Lock yeah. the doors. <laughs> you should always have just like an emergency eagle as well, just to have release into this. Into oh, the, like, the, yeah. Into the bar. Yeah. The emergency yeah. eagle. <laughs> I like that. Just keep that around for safety. Emergency yeah. Eagle. I think we should change our band name to that. You can. Uh, that is a good band name. You can take like the uh, the opening riff alley, and then I'll like walk off into the back and put on like my falconer glove and like walk out <laughs> with like an adult Bring it out with, bald like, eagle. It's got- the cap on its head. Like, <laughs> yeah. yep. Throw like dead should, mice into the audience. You should do a. You should do a always sunny and just come out as the birds of war and just like dress <laughs> as the birds. You know. <laughs> so good. If anything, that's a way to get people talking. I think <laughs> you know. Once we can all go to shows again, I think you know. Dude, did you see the band? They have an eagle that they just release in the middle of the show. Yeah, what did that's, you yeah that's how I heard. An emergency eagle. Yeah, emergency eagle. eagle. I'm writing that yeah. down. I'll give you credit yeah. for it if we use it. <laughs> Think about it. That's how that's how Ozzy Osbourne got famous by eating the head off a bat. That's true. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Was, was he already famous for that? Oh, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But could you imagine doing that on stage right now after the pandemic? People would freak out. That'd be great. That'd be awesome. Actually. Oh well, yeah, because isn't that? Oh yeah, because that's where they think it came from. It's like they think, yeah, that's ass. what the rumors were at the start. It'd be hilarious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that'd be such a good publicity stunt. Super gross. Maybe get a fake one. Oh, yeah. I'll do a fake one just so that you don't get it, you know? (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to start pandemic number two. Yeah, I know, but... Yeah. Right. Ooh. Right. Bad bad publicity is good publicity. Yeah, any publicity (laughs) is good. So, speaking of Sweetie, where did did the band name come from? Came to me in a dream. No, I really. I think it just it just popped into my head one day because I'm constantly uh-huh. like it like that thing just happened right now like Emergency Eagle that's a band name and just yep. kind of like getting things down. around me and writing it down. I think it just popped into my head and I texted Joe. It's like, what do you think about this? And he's like, I like it, which is totally different than every other band I've ever been in because you know it takes like twenty tries. What do you guys think about right. this? I don't like it. Okay. Yeah. How about mm-hmm. these other twenty? And they're like, I don't like those either. So. <laughs> It just kind of stuck. So that was good. That's nice. Yep. How about, um, so you just released an album. You had an album, Bad Thing, Sweet Thing, come out in August. Mm-hmm. How was your approach to that album as a group? So writing as a group or writing, what's your writing process like, I suppose I should ask? So most of that is is Allie. That's all Allie that okay. is like doing the lyric. I just kind of, you know, I'll throw down something. And it kind of worked out really great, like with practicing, because Allie'd be like, I wrote two new songs. And then I would just like <laughs> no, throw, cool. throw drums over it. And like, uh-huh. that's the wonders of a two piece, too, is there's only two parts to I know. And that's like, right. all right, done. <laughs> yeah. We, we started writing more together lately, which has been a lot of fun um, doing that, which was actually way harder for me because writing is kind of like a vulnerable thing for me. And so, okay. like, being mm-hmm. vulnerable enough to write with somebody else has been. A challenge but it's been paying off so that's been fun oh nice so what is your creative process alley then uh, to writing then and you, you say it's very personal which i totally agree with you mm-hmm. that's kind of like how i write or how i feel sometimes but uh what's your creative process like that and like forming a song then i think just like anytime lyrics start to come just writing them down as soon as i can and like uh-huh. and not um and constantly writing. So like little ideas, putting it in my phone. But when I start to get like, if I get a line or two, then I'm like, I have to, I kind of force it out. Even if it's Mm -hmm. bad, I'm like, this needs to be a full song. So if, and then later I can like look and take lines and be like, Oh, I like that. I'm going to use that later in something, Um, which has happened before. And so when I'm singing some songs, I'm like, haven't I already said this? It's like, Oh, (laughs) sort yes, but no. So I think just kind of like having the discipline to like when I get an idea to just like get it down right away. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like that aspect of you kind of like spitting that out because when I was in poetry class back in college, I mentioned how like I had three stanzas and I said, well, the third stanza I just kind of like forced and they're like, why would you do that? And I'm like, 
hey, man, even a dog will go back. He'll puke and then go back and eat some of the food out of it later. And that was my excuse. And that was, I thought, a great comeback. But I'm I, I glad that somebody else at least finds beauty and just forcing some lines out because it might work in another song somewhere. Mm-hmm. So that's really yeah. cool that you did that. Also, it's punk music. So, like, no one's really checking us on our lyrics all that often. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I feel like that's, like, uh, like you can wait around for like that inspiration. Like I've dabbled. I have one song that I do. And it's um, a fucking banger. I had to like carve <laughs> it. Like the frustration, like with writing is so hard and it's sometimes you could just sit down and write something. You have a good idea, but I feel like honestly, like 70% of it is like, even if it's garbage, just like write it down, scrap like half of it, use one line mm. from it, start something else. Like that's just like do the work. If you don't like it, you don't like it, but at least you tried. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's a great point, too, because that's really just in life part of that process of you have to do it to get better at it. And, right. you know, rather than trying to come up with the perfect line, get those lines or get those riffs or get right. whatever, right. You know, even not even music related, just do it. So then you can move on and get the next thing and, you know, pull what you've done in the past to right. move forward with it. Right. Uh, this podcast is being sponsored by Nike. Just do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> just do it. <laughs> no, I, I appreciate that, you know, because it's like like some people I, I know a couple of people have told me like they never have a bad day in life. And I'm just kind of like, well, fuck Whoa, you. You, you have bad boring. days. How, yeah. how else do you know? How else do you know what the good days are? So it's like you have to have bad writing to understand what your good writing is. Yeah, it's the for same sure. exact philosophy yeah. that we're talking about here. And it's like, yeah, I, I, I would much rather have a lot of bad writing so that I can focus on what is really good. You know? mm-hmm. Absolutely. Absolutely. So sometimes every once in a while, I'll hear like a song. Or like something that's been released. And I don't, I think it's really important for everyone to, if you're going to create something and release it, like do it. But um, mm-hmm. this is going to sound like really, I don't know what a word for it, it. I didn't really fully appreciate my lyric writing until I kind of swam around a bit and looked at some other stuff that people are releasing. And like, I think it's like good and wonderful, but it's like, oh, I just kind of like... Oh my, man, that sounds like <laughs> like so dickish, but <laughs> I it, I don't know. It kind of helped me like appreciate. It's like oh, this song's actually really good. Like, um, kind of, or at least I like it, or I know that it's mm-hmm. like oh, this is what I'm looking for. Yeah, like if I'm writing music that I actually like and like I can go back and be really proud of it, um, and find merit in it. That that was kind of like a new thing for me. And you're yeah. Like oh, this is good. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Let's cut that out. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, totally. No, that was perfect. That's awesome. Yeah. You know? yeah. Well, actually, I like your point because I think you got to be a fan of your own work. You know, if you don't like your own stuff, why would you even want to put it out at all? Mm-hmm. Not that you have to be your best fan or your biggest fan, but, you know, I think when you can put something out there that you're like, oh, yeah, this is kind of good. Like, that's got to feel good. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So are you, when it comes to writing, then it sounds like your lyrics first and then you add the music after that? Almost always. Um, Okay. We did one song that's called I'm Giving Up On You. Joe wrote the guitar for that and it kind of like rattled around in my brain for a couple weeks. And then we, I think we're like in the middle of practice. I was like, oh, it's time. It's here. The baby's here. And so we started just playing it. And then I ad-libbed the lyrics, which I'd never done before. And it mm-hmm. turned out really good. And then it's like, oh, Joe, we have to harmonize this part. So we added harmonies and yeah, it just, it turned out good, but almost always it's, well, and I've noticed if I write lyrics without uh, like a rhythm and or some general melody um, mm-hmm. while I'm writing it, it's like, oh, that's, that's, it's words on paper. Like I can't use sure. it. Um, you know, I yeah. can pick from it later, <laughs> but you know, I'll try to put music to it and it's like, nah, it's not working. Um, so I kind of have to have like a rhythm and like beats to sure. it. It has to okay. have song structure, but not necessarily like a fully formed melody, but somewhat. Mm-hmm. And then guitar comes after. Yeah. I think it, it works out really well with this, uh, you know, 
working together as of lately with music because I'm the opposite. Like I can hear a song or where I want it to go, like the drums, the guitar, all of that before I have any idea what it's about, like any lyrics, anything I want to like put on the top. And so Allie can just like sprinkle it on top, you know, make it happen. Yeah, I know. Once we really get like honed in with that, like Joe coming up with like guitar and me throwing on some lyrics, I think like it's going to be like the rings coming together. (laughs) Like, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So we're working towards that. So it it's gonna happen. It, it like happens sometimes. We're getting sparks, but like uh-huh. we're just gotta lock it in mm-hmm. with writing, mm-hmm. which we will. So so you think there's still there's still room to grow? Oh, it's and places to go for sure. You yeah, probably just sure. like need to drop acid together and like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that a invitation for all of us to come? Absolutely. <laughs> that sounds fun right, right now. Actually, well, we did form a band earlier, so. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Aunt Auntie Acid all of a sudden is the band. You know? Oh, that's pretty good. Triple Triple A, yeah. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> so what music are you guys listening to right now? What bands are you into? Um, I just listened to a new Idols album a little bit today. Okay. Um, they're pretty great. It's just like snotty, like that. But it's... <laughs> I think they're great. They're like just really loud and like full of energy, but they're great. They're wonderful. Um, yeah. Thundercat, the new Thundercat album I listened mm-hmm. to recently. He's a beast. Um, yep. Those are two for me. I'm really just like all over the place, really trying sure. to. Sure. Some ministry I listened to recently. Okay. All over the place. Yeah. I just found this band yesterday called Shilpa Ray. Um, I think it's just a, like a single female musician, but that, that fucking, that was really good. Um, also one of my students today, uh, just showed me like, uh, his music and he does like rap and hip hop. And the only reason I know is cause like I can see their screens while they're working. And I saw that he had like (laughs) his, uh, musician, like statistics pulled up and I was like, yeah, your song, like your music has 17,000 views. He's like, yeah. I was like, how'd you do that? <laughs> so I was like, What's it called? I want to look it up. And so I looked it up and listened to a little bit of it. It's pretty solid. Um, but I was looking through the album covers and I wanted to bring it up like, Oh cool. You're releasing singles and stuff. But then one of the singles had like, a pile of money and like a huge pile of cocaine. So I'm like, I'm not going to ask him about that. <laughs> it's get, like, a whole oh, weird wow. thing. I'm just going to let him do his thing. Like maybe when he graduates, yep. we can talk about it, but like not, not going to touch that. So like, oh, yep. good. Damn. <laughs> did he give you some insight on how he got 17,000 plays or views? No. I, I mean, th- did you give did you give him an A just in case, <laughs> like kind of entice him? Oh Be no, like- this, He's not Je like we get an A. Oh, oh, this isn't with French. I, I teach a separate class oh. that's like credit recovery. So kids that have like failed classes are like making them up. Oh, okay. Yeah. So those are like the coolest mm. kids, the ones that I like the most. Um <laughs> but, <laughs> but yeah, I can't do any incentive. It's just like please make up this class online or else. <laughs> so I don't have much. You'll see me next month, you know, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. Otherwise I'm gonna get super annoying. <laughs> I've actually been like uh, listening to revisiting a lot of old like emo stuff with my gal pal. Yeah. Like some like cartel and like my chemical romance. And it was like, I feel like a lot of that stuff, like that was like a really big influence. Maybe like, like just started getting into music and like coming back to it is like, yeah, it kind of hits home. Was that your, your coming of age music? I think so. Like, like my chemical romance and like, stuff like that like i think that really pushed me like especially as a guitarist like the way ray toro and like frankie euro write their guitar parts i was like really really into at the time Mm -hmm. i remember Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's funny how there's always like those one or two things that just they stick with you forever for sure for sure like what at the time was like you think was really neat kind of guide you along some long path of like leads you somewhere else but when you go back to like that route you know right it's like a starting point 
Yeah, it's like a family tree. I noticed that a lot with what I listen to or how I play. You you can trace that back. It's like, oh, this person sounds like this person. Then this thing, it's like, oh, mm-hmm. that's where it came from. I get it. That, yeah, that happened cool. with me with, a, like, I think AFI is the reason I got into punk at all. Because I got, when I got yep. into them, it was yeah. like 2001 <laughs> when the Sing AFI. the Sorrow was out. And you just keep working backwards. <laughs> yep. And they make a lot of references <laughs> to, like, bands that are super iconic for me now. Like, the Cramps and the Misfits and... Uh, Tiger Army and like kind of foundational music for me. So yeah. Oh yeah. Joe and I on, I think we had band practice on Halloween, right? Or was it near Halloween? Yeah, it was near Halloween, I think. Uh, And we covered the, the Misfits cover that AFI does uh, of Halloween, but I had like heard that song so many times when I was, you know, 13, 14, 15, that it was like, Mm -hmm. I, it took, Two seconds for me to remember the guitar, uh, half a second to remember all the words, and it was like, Joe, let's go. And we just played it straight through, like no yeah. no hiccups at all. It was just like, oh. Yeah, it's, it was crazy. Yeah, and I've never played it with a band. I just know it, like playing it on my own. It's like, oh shit, there it is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In my subconscious. That's so it's so wild how it just comes back to you like that. I know. Uh-huh. That's I know. got a great that's a great feeling. You uh-huh. know? Absolutely. It's like, oh, I found Davey Havoc again. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it's, it's been inside me this whole time. <laughs> Would you say that's been like your primary influence then? So, you know, that kind of music, that's coming of age music, so to speak. Has that kind of been the genre that's influenced you going forward or both of you? I wouldn't I, say is like the main influence. I, I mean, as far as like starting off in music, like that was the launch pad. I think that like at the time I was like, this is really cool. And like, I like what they're doing. I want to like do that. Um, but I've just like accumulated so many influences now. I couldn't even mm-hmm. tell you like a main influence. Sure. Um, but just like a culmination of everything. Like there are some things like, with uh like a my chemical romance album like the drum parts on it i can like hear myself playing which is really weird Mm -hmm. but like Mm -hmm. that in like 10 (laughs) plus years of like going to shows and listening to everything is all like come into that you know it's evolved quite a bit i think i need to get better at listening to music i feel like i don't i just like watch time consuming yeah no and so so is fucking watching netflix for eight hours so like i need to right. like, just, just like turn my tv off for two seconds it's like oh they have the monster mash in this episode of sabrina cool <laughs> it's a lot easier though to to watch tv or something because if you want to commit yourself even like commit yourself to an album and only an album mm-hmm. it's harder than you think mm-hmm. i think joe has mm-hmm. the joe and i uh joe came over last week i think it was and we this is gonna sound so fucking pretentious but we listened to <laughs> records <laughs> we listened to records but while we listened to records we watched old uh george george melier like silent films as they played along and so uh-huh. um just trying to and like then we just moved on to other silent films and like, oh, what record do you think would go good with this? And so kind of mixing those mediums. And it sounds like so funny that we did that, but it was so much yeah. fun. Yeah. Did you talk down about everyone else that walked by in the street then as you were doing this? Yeah, absolutely. But it was, it was mostly just my neighbors in the parking lot. <laughs> like, oh. Hey, we're watching silent films. Uh, Stay silent. Know anything you know? about it. Yeah, <laughs> you, the key is to let them know yeah. that you're doing that. Yeah, if they don't, oh, ask. they know, they know. <laughs> Actually, you oh, can geez. see my TV from outside, so maybe <laughs> it's silent either way when you're outside. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Same effect. So do you guys have a musical vision for the future? Kind of like what you guys want to do? Are you guys going to try to stay with this formula? Or are you guys just going to go with the flow of songwriting? Or is there like a vision that you guys want to aim for? A goal of music that you just want to be like, oh, this is this is what we deem success or what, this is what we deem of happiness in music? I just decided recently I have my musical goal. Joe, are you ready for this? I'm ready. I haven't heard it. <laughs> okay, so, this is breaking news um, in this band. I was, watching, uh, I was watching videos of Amel and the Sniffers. They're fucking, they're bangers. They're, they're from Australia. The lead singer's a girl and she's like all over the place and all the other guys have like mullets and they're really gross. 
They're fucking <laughs> phenomenal. Um, but the video was joke. Get ready for this. Uh, it was they they were playing a festival in California, and John Waters was like emceeing for them to come on. Wow. I was like, that's that's what. Okay, that's my goal. <laughs> that's what. Like, cool. I think that's what I need to strive for. Cool, cool. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. What about um, you, Joe? I don't know. I kind of want to make it very fluid. Like, I don't necessarily have any goals for it. Like, I think we've had, I feel really good about it and playing in Sweetie and the songs that we write and it feels really good. And I just want to keep writing and see what we can maybe try this. Let's try this. Let's try this and tweak it here and there. There's no necessarily Mm -hmm. an end goal where I'd like to go. I just want to see how it like can evolve with Mm -hmm what we have you know yeah and i'm on board (laughs) yeah we'll hit up john waters fucking a we will (laughs) (laughs) also joe you gotta come over and watch female trouble with me because that's the ultimate christmas movie is it not yeah that's the one where like I want cha-cha heels for Christmas black ones like nice girls don't wear cha-cha heels Uh (laughs) (laughs) into it I'm into it yeah if you guys haven't seen it definitely Definitely need to watch it. What was it called again? Female Trouble. The main person. Does that mean it? Female Trouble. Okay. Yeah, Female Trouble. The lead uh, person is a drag queen named Divine, and she's horrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah, she's like Godzilla in the best way. (laughs) From 1974? Yes. Oh, nice. I found it. Yeah, definitely okay. watch the Christmas scene where she like knocks over the tree on her mom, and they're like, That's "Not wonderful. on Christmas," because she they don't they don't get her cha cha heels. Spoiler, and it's like her and her friends in Baltimore like smoking in the bathroom, and they've got this big hair. They're like school's stupid. I'm like, yes. <laughs> Which is even better because like as a teacher, I'm so like I I I'm like I love that. That's so great. <laughs> It sounds like you two have a, a pretty good friendship. Were you friends before the band? Which one came first? Definitely. Like, we, I think we were pretty good. We, right? We hung out a couple times. I remember we'd go on jogs. Every we'd now go on and then. jogs. Yeah. <laughs> we'd go on jogs. We'd like chill sometimes. We'd like, we had mutual friends. I think we were like, uh, yeah, we were friends, but we weren't like pals. I think now we're like yeah for sure yeah okay. for sure for yeah. Sure. yeah 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 pals yeah <laughs> <laughs> but for sure so like playing in a band kind of came easy it was just like a conversation like hey you want to let's try this want to do this sometime yeah, yeah sure and mm-hmm. it just kind of evolved from there yeah, yeah One it's, thing not, I noticed, it's not necessarily though, a business it's not business right. but it's actually like oh yeah. it's it's a actual like commune where yeah. like hey, let's just get together music because it it sounds great you know uh-huh. right right exactly, I, exactly i've noticed like i need to because it's so easy for me to like call joe and like only talk about band stuff or like when we hang out it's like <laughs> only band stuff but like kind of having like reminding myself to sort of nurture the friendship and be like oh yeah we should just like chill and not do band stuff every once in a while or like talk yeah. and just not talk about band yeah. stuff every once in a while because it's so easy for me to do that too and like let it be all right. consuming so I have to like right. remind myself every once in a while. I feel yeah. like it would be so weird making music. Like any of the music projects I've been in was with friends and like, mm. I, I don't know, you know, like some people do it for business and, and they'll hire, you know, we're going to get a new guitarist for, for this tour and stuff, which is cool. Um, mm-hmm. But I would just feel so, it would feel so weird, you know, not to have mm-hmm. everybody like contributing and like yeah. mostly based around like, that friendship and like <laughs> as a extension of like our friendship and the things that we like, you know, everybody contributing. Yep. yep. I'm on board. Yeah. So, so what are you guys uh, planning for the future with this tour? Like, what are you hoping to um, do with touring in a, what's the P word pandemic, I guess. <laughs> but what do you, what do you guys, uh, what are you guys' feelings on on playing and performing in, in this time period? And what are you guys hoping to do in the twenty twenty one actually with touring, as you just mentioned? T- touring? Yeah, we're not going to go on any tours anytime soon. Nah, um, but we'd like to in the future. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Once everything is cool, um, we were planning on going on a tour. Uh, right. The when day before it's shut down. Shut down. <laughs> yeah, like the week. We were going to come to Minnesota. 
We're going to play. Dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Gully Boys. Um, I'm friends with the lead singer Gully Boys. And uh, they hooked us up with a gig at the it's Kitty, the Cat, Kitty Club. Cat Club. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's my place. Yeah, that place. Yeah. Yep. It looks yep. super cool. I really wanted to play, but then it's we had a, to. Yeah, it's a cool place. We had to cancel. Yeah. Yeah, the Gully Boys are playing New Year's Eve at one of my old uh, watering holes in Minneapolis, which I know. is uh, Mortimer's Bar in uh, kind of uptown, but just in the Whittier neighborhood. So, yeah. but the Gully Boys are are playing a live streaming show on uh, like cool like New Year's Eve. Yeah, I saw that. That's I feel cool. so cool saying I know them, but like, so it's my <laughs> it's uh, my boyfriend's brother is dating the lead singer Katie, and so <laughs> and, but we so we've had like Christmas and shit together. We like talk online and Instagram and shit, and so I'm like, oh, I'm friends with the lead singer Gully Boys, whatever. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, I love them. I love them so much. Minneapolis has such a great scene for music. Like I didn't really know much about it, but we'd have like a bunch of bands come out to DeKalb to the local space. Like New Primals, I think, came out from Minneapolis. Oh, I love them. They're crazy. Yeah. I haven't seen them live. Um, a handful oh, of oh, other bands so too, but hot. <laughs> uh, Dirty Junk um, used to keep up with, and they would post uh, a bunch of local shows happening. It's a, it's a rad scene over there. Other two piece. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. we'll make it we'll Ooh, make nice. it out there someday yeah. oh, and we'd been yeah. talking about we have a friend band in vegas and one of our other friend bands here wants to do like a mini tour out to vegas and like play maybe in vegas and then go to california because we know of like some stops over there so maybe do some sort of like trip that way so nice. yeah yeah well you guys got a, you guys got space in my uh, my basement i got a huge stage we can rock out definitely fits two because <laughs> uh, <laughs> we've been so, places that no. don't so that's good <laughs> oh really oh i bet yeah well, yeah I've, yeah, yeah those are those are the worst but uh, yeah if you guys ever check out uh have you guys ever checked out buffalo fuzz that's a that's a friend of the podcast jared and jake and uh they were two-piece but they were a pretty good heavy blues rock band oh yeah but, uh, they're two-piece yeah cool. very good check them out from minneapolis they're very good very too. cool maybe we'll try to set up like a two-piece show in Minneapolis. I've always wanted yes. to do a two-piece fest. That would be neat. And that then everyone's going to be like, can we borrow drums? Does anyone want to bring drums? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what did you say they were called? Buffalo Exchange? Buffalo Fuzz. Buffalo Fuzz. Buffalo oh, Exchange. Fuzz. Buffalo Exchange is the, uh, what is it? What do you call that, Ben? It's just like a thrift store for clothes, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> said them. But cool. Buffalo Fuzz. Buffalo cool. Fuzz. Jared Zachary. Jared, Jared Zachary, Zachary. Yeah, cool. yeah, cool. I'm following. Jared, if him. you're listening, hello. Yeah, what's up, Jared? <laughs> hello Jared. from the past. <laughs> hello from the past. <laughs> We're actually speaking to the future. Oh wow! Uh, I know. In COVID times, that's like so nerve wracking. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yeah, it's no longer just like what's going to happen the next day. It's like, oh my gosh, what's happening in the next? It's like minutes. The apocalypse. Am I going to the happened. hardware store? Yeah, the apocalypse <laughs> has happened, and your podcast is like playing on like an abandoned Bluetooth speaker next to like a bunch of rubble and fire. (laughs) (laughs) And then I said, (laughs) that's bleak. (laughs) Yeah. Could you imagine imagine you're sitting there with your son and you're going, you know, he's got like one eye and you go, Hey son, that was me on the radio. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. The before times. (laughs) Be like, what's radio? (laughs) <laughs> is there is there anything else that you want anyone who might be listening to know about your band? We um we're on the Chicago Music Guides uh top top song uh, or best song of 2020. We're in like the top 10 for that right now voting. Hell yeah. So if people want to go on their site and vote, chicagomusicguide.com um change the rotation just put us on their list for best album of 2020 and so they're doing like a march madness brag march madness bracket with all of those bands (laughs) there we Um, go yeah yeah um joe anything else we're Uh, right uh, we're right frisky morris yes uh, oh putting out our cd for pre-order right now uh Uh You know more details about that than me, maybe? Yeah, so uh, I have no idea how much it costs. I assume it's reasonable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, Oh, yeah, and someone asked me, they're like, are you getting a cut of that? I was like, 
don't know. I hope I so. Hope so. <laughs> I probably should. <laughs> probably. Um, but yeah, it's uh, on the Frisky Morris and Friends Bandcamp, and Frisky is spelled F-R-I-S-K-I-E. Um, so the Frisky Morris and Friends Bandcamp, uh, and you'll be able to buy our album, Bad Thing, Sweet Thing, um, as a physical copy. And so I'm excited. And the artwork on it is uh, a lot of fun. So it's definitely worth buying a copy. Um, also just worth mentioning, if you want to look us up on Spotify, you have to search our album name, bad thing, sweet thing, uh, just because sweetie, there are a couple other options and ours doesn't come up. So (laughs) definitely look up the album, bad thing, sweet thing on Spotify, iTunes, Amazon, buy a copy. Um, oh, and we have shirts on our link tree. So yeah, I'm I'm a fan of this album, Danny Boy. I love that song. Thank That's you. a great song. Yeah. yeah, such a fun one. I've been rocking out to that one today quite a bit. That's Excellent. Great. Every oh, time yeah. we have a couple of friends named Danny that'll show up to shows, and every time, <laughs> every time I play that song, I'm like, "This isn't about you," except for when um, it was our friend Danny's birthday, oh. and I was like, "Danny, this is about you today." And I played, <laughs> and I made, <laughs> and I made unbreaking eye contact with him the entire time I sang yep. it, and I sang it right. Nice. Too. <laughs> nice. <laughs> oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. No way. I so love that. one one final question, at least for me, Jesse. If you have anything else, feel free to ask. But I like to know if, and this is for both of you, if you could see any band or artist, living or dead, from any era, who would it be, and why? Joe, you got it. I got one. I really want to see Lightning Bolt live. They're one. It's a two-piece. Um, you should check them. I don't even know how to describe it. It's like noise rock. The drummer wears like crazy. a mask that has like a microphone in it. And he's Whoa. And like crazy. What? It's wild. Um, <laughs> or My Bloody Valentine. I think it'd be cool. I love Kevin Shields. He's crazy. Crazy now. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my two. Nice. I think I'd say this, uh, the cramps or like the stooges way back in the day. Yeah, oh yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. That's a good choice. Like back when Iggy pop was like, had bangs and had a dog collar. Yeah. That shit. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. Uh-huh. Anytime you can see a band in their prime like that, just that's oh, yeah. okay. what yeah. it's all about. You're going to lose your hearing, but worth it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I think like CB being at like CBGB's like during its like heyday would yes. be like, that yes. would be wild. Oh, God. <laughs> the Ramones would have been good too. I'd like to see yep. that. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like uh, we, I know a friend of mine, uh, his name is Dick Champ. He used to actually play in his the name is what? New York Park scene. Dick Champ. Wow. Fucking A it is. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> right. right. Dick Champ. Dick Champ. I wish my name we, was Dick Champ. Anyways. Absolutely. Right. <laughs> Shit. I know. And, and he was a Could great be punk band name. guitarist, you know. And so he used to play with like, you know, the Ramones, Blondie out in New York wow. and stuff. So he used to hang cool. around in that crowd. But his his band was called The Scene Is Now. Okay. And uh, a couple good tunes off of them. Yeah, they they played pretty well, but they were they were part of that scene where it's like yeah, those those people were nuts. He was saying, he was oh, like, I believe it. Party. I believe it. Party time. Absolutely. I bet. Yeah. All right, uh, Ben. Do we have anything else we want to discuss with Sweetie? I think I think I got the information that I need. <laughs> <laughs> Joe, do you want to give your social security number? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's six 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 sixty nine four twenty. Oh, that's lucky. Lucky draw on that. That's pretty good. <laughs> I think I missed a All I heard about. was 420 and I'm happy to light it up. You know? <laughs> no, well, well, sweetie, thank you so much for hanging out with us. Allie, thank Joe, you. you guys have been great tonight. Uh, folks, I think we're seeing that needle lift off the record and uh, we'll be joining you next week. Ben, you want to do a couple of uh, social media calls? We'll do, we'll do it all later. Don't we'll even do worry about it. We'll do it in post. So... So, Fuck folks, it, we'll do it in post. <laughs> yeah, we'll do it in post production. But, uh, folks, we enjoyed all of our time here with you. And, uh, you know, come on, listen to us next week. Absolutely. Thanks for having us. Thank you. Yeah, thank so you so much. We wrapped up that conversation with Sweetie. We kept the cameras rolling or the tapes rolling, I suppose. And the conversation kept going. So, we got a little bonus material for you. Just more funny shooting the shit. Hope you enjoy it. Here it is. Oh, and Joe. What's and up? Joe, I finished my drink too. Did you? I the sweetie drink. <laughs> so, so did I. I, I finished my beer as well. <laughs> we did it. That's great. When you said a sweetie drink um, for uh, our photo shoot for the album, 
um, it was a bunch of just chocolate. I dumped chocolate syrup on my head and we were just chewing candy and spitting it out into a bowl. But, um, the first thing that came to mind was that, um, <laughs> the spit and half chewed candy that was, uh, yeah. <laughs> left over after we didn't finish it. <laughs> Take that and pour some rum over it. Hey, well, we should do it. Like, yeah, hey, I could do that. It wouldn't be too bad. It's like a chocolate liqueur almost. Right? <laughs> almost, almost. Right. Yeah, a lot more spit in it, though. Yeah. Hey. Well, you know, that's how baby bird. That's how that's how baby birds get their nutrition is from spit from their mom. That's true. You know? Ma- mama birding. Can you imagine going to a bar and uh, that's how they prepare your drinks? They like chew a lime and then, <laughs> or instead of shaking, it, you put like- some fresh lime juice. <laughs> oh that'll be like the that'll be like the prohibition bars for pandemic time you know right. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. dude i know a place where they chew everything before they put in your drink <laughs> wonderful yeah well it was funny so one of the first bars that i took okay. ben to when we were working together was called a spot called moto e mm-hmm and it's a Japanese uh, sake bar, kind of it, like only spot in America that brews their own sake. Oh, well, that's awesome! One night I was I was at the bar and my friend was bartending, and uh, we looked over and there's he's like this girl's drunk, so I kind of watched her for like the next twenty minutes. <laughs> then she goes to my friend, she was hammered. She goes, "Will you take my sake drink and just like you know spit it on me?" You know, no. and he goes, well, "Good for he her." Goes, what the fuck? He took it, and then he says, "No, you're cut off. See ya." And then he gave me her sake. Jesus so I got Christ. to finish it. That's how you Joe, know you're too drunk when Joe, you ask people I, to spit oh, your drink. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I think the peak for like how like band fame was uh, after one of our shows. Joe, do you remember this? After um, oh, I don't know. We'll see. In Lombard, uh, after like punk. Punk Fest or Villa Park Punk Fest or whatever the fuck. And this girl came up to me and she was like, Will you do a body <laughs> shot off of me? And I was like, Absolutely. I was like, Can I use my beer? She's like, Whoa. Sure. And so I like took my beer to play, but sucked it out. So. So that's Allie, where COVID came from. Allie, <laughs> <laughs> Allie's from the rugby crowd. Like, is it? Yeah. There's a thing where like, uh, there's drinking from somebody's say. boot, right? There's a boot drinking. Yeah. So if you fuck up a song, um, like if you fuck up a verse of a song, you have to shoot the boot. And so the tradition Ooh. is, uh, whoever has the biggest feet on, or like the biggest <laughs> nastiest shoe. Among all oh. of you, someone takes their shoe off and everyone puts a little bit of whatever they're drinking in it. So it's like beer, liquor, and people like spit in it. <laughs> if it wasn't already bad enough from That's the yeah. boot. Oh, yeah. yeah. I, yeah. Always hawk, I always hawk one in it because I'm a dick. And then um, <laughs> and if you're the one that fucked it up, you have to chug it and then start Ew. and like oh. redeem. And then everyone goes like, redeem wow. thyself or redeem. So it's a <laughs> So I've uh, I've had to shoot the boot a bunch. I've shot uh, I've had to drink off of a a, a, a flip flop. I've had to slide it down the flip flop. So. <laughs> so when the world ends, like anybody who is involved in rugby will survive. Oh yeah, in we're no all going to be hanging. Well, out. sounds like it. Just yeah. singing yeah. and drinking. <laughs> Immunities for diseases that don't even exist yet have been created for sure. Absolutely. Yep. We probably created a bunch of like strange STDs and like liver diseases, (laughs) (laughs) but they fight off everything else. So like, as long as you're okay with like being a little itchy, then like you're not going to ever get sick. (laughs) That wasn't a cold sore there. Oh no. What was that? (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully when like shows are this Jesse, but I'm like, I can, I can definitely, I have an ear for accents and I like love your Minnesota accent. <laughs> oh, is it is it heavy? I can't hear it. I have an ear for it. I, I have uh, a very sensitive ear, but like, and I listen for things like that too. So, like some things you say, I'm like, there it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. Draw there. Sure. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. For sure. For sure. Wonderful. Uh, do you, do yeah, you I notice? Occasionally drop it. Do you notice any Chicago accent? I have been told um, Chicagoans have a can have a pretty heavy accent, but I've grown up in Chicago all my life. I, I can't tell any any uh, audible accent uh, from, from you specifically. No, yeah, not really. Mm. It, it, like I don't, I don't hear. 
I guess I don't know other than the what's the old SNL skit when they called the the, the bears. bears. Oh yeah, yeah bears. right. The stereotype. But it sounds yeah. it sounds mid it sounds more Midwest. midwestern than it does Chicago. What I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I kind of thought that it was just SNL just like shitting oh. on midwestern. Oh no, <laughs> Phil, you've got it though. Yeah. You've 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 definitely got it. I feel like it's, you have more of a Chicago accent than I do, and you're from Wheaton. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I did work and around. What, it's all the mechanics what, I worked what, around for a bit. So it's, yeah. What's the street cross in Wheaton? What's yeah. the exact street cross in Wheaton? Dallas and Roosevelt. <laughs> uh, what, what neighborhood are you from in Wheaton? Oh, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. Jeez, yeah, we were talking about that before you jumped on, Joe, is about knowing the cross streets in Chicago. Oh, Everybody dude, yeah, that's crazy. You know? Like, I've grown up in Chicago my whole life. I've hopped around, but, like, I came back to Chicago as like an adult and I'm only starting to figure out like my way around, but it's like people just drop like, yeah, it's on like Halstead and Kedzie. And I'm like, uh, I don't. No, but they're I like, yeah, know. it's on Halstead and Kedzie. <laughs> uh, Halstead. Yeah. <laughs> I found this, uh, there's so many neighborhoods too. And there's one I found I didn't never heard of. It's called the ranch triangle. That sounds like <laughs> the why. We should go. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's there. Ranch. It sounds like a, a cult and something else. Like, yeah. yeah. It sounds like a cult yeah, a I want to be cults in. and hipster bars. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Ranch bars. Yeah. Yeah, hopefully what's like shows are a thing again. You know, we come out to Minnesota. We should all, we should all hang out and do all That'd that stuff. That'd be good. Well, Ben's yeah. in Chicago. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I'm in Chicago, so we're, oh, we're split you? up. Yeah, oh, okay. yep. I'm so, Joe, from Minnesota originally, right but now. yeah, so <laughs> yeah, I'm in Chicago right now. <laughs> in Chicago, bring my face shield. All right, I'm driving yeah. to Chicago right now. <laughs> All right, <do> it. <laughs> but no, anytime you guys want to shoot up to Minneapolis, St. Paul area, you know, I live in the St. Paul area, but uh, you know, you guys are more than welcome to come around. You know, there's a lot of great music venues. If you guys want some tips about some spots, you guys want to, yeah, like uh, kind of like throw your hat in. I guarantee you, you guys will would be picked up pretty quickly. Cool. Uh, there's a lot. I mean, whatever survives, obviously. Oh, uh, but God, there's yeah. a lot around here. So, I mean, I would imagine a lot of them are going to survive. So Excellent. Hope- yeah. That's good. So, and that's cool, officially cool. the end of this show. I hope you enjoyed it. Please check out Sweetie and listen to their music anywhere that you listen to music. You can listen to their newest album, Bad Thing, Sweet Thing. They're also on social media. You can find them at Sweetie Band. We're also on social media too. Of course, Facebook, Instagram, On The Record Music. And we'd also really appreciate those iTunes, Apple Podcast reviews. Keep them coming. We love to read them. We love to see them. Thank you so much. We'll see you next week. And here's a little more sweetie for you. This one's called Devil Girl. Devil Girl.